You're listening to Life and Leadership, A Conscious Journey, the podcast that shares wisdom and strength. Join your host, Dr. Michelle St. Jane's weekly conversation on how to have a positive impact for people, planet, and the wider world. If you want to live a life of intention, be proactive with your time, and bring your vision for the future to life one today at a time, you are in the right place at the right time. Let's get started. Tomorrow is promised to no one. Prioritize today accordingly. Author Gina Greenlee shares some very wise words with us there about the meaning of life and imprinted memories we leave behind in the hearts and minds and digital sands of time reminds us we are part of a bigger story. Imagine this was your last day on earth. What would you want to say? What life moments, thoughts, information or shared content would you like to leave behind? What would you celebrate in a world and a future without you? This is the essence of AfterCloud, always there, an award-winning innovative app in the life tech space. This app captures and shares life moments in a closed group setting. Darren Evans is the CEO of this award-winning app, AfterCloud. It maintains a living record and leaves a lasting digital memory legacy. A little background on Darren. He has worked in the arenas that deliver solutions to health and social care providers for over 20 years. He's passionate about using technology to make progressive change in society, a more joined up interdisciplinary approach to the delivery of care. Darren has been instrumental in implementing some very early pilot sites for social prescribing and creating best practices. Darren, you're on a dynamic journey, and as you've moved through your life at leadership, you've got decades in the health and social sectors. So I can see how you've come to this moment, but a bigger impact occurred on a personal level. It looked to me like it caused you to pivot deeper into the tech space, driven by a close family member. Can you share how you managed this process and the wisdom gained on this grief journey? Yeah, sure, Michelle. I mentioned that I'd been involved in health and social care technical provision now for about 20 years. I was working for a consultancy in London at the time, and my wife and her sister were primary carers, effectively, for my mother-in-law, Mahinda, who had a very aggressive form of Lewy body dementia. And it was very aggressive. And it was during that time, really, that we saw the decline, obviously leading to the point of death. That was kind of a six-month journey, I guess. After that, we were going through family possessions, as you do, and realised there was two things, really. One, there was very, very little in the form of digital content. The other thing that we realised really quickly was that going through family photo albums and the like, we didn't really have the information. My wife, Pam, lost her father some years ago. And obviously now with her mum dying, that rich family history is gone. It's lost really forever. And it was my son, Dylan, who said, look, you know, Dad, you work in technology. Can't we do something that will benefit other families who find themselves in a similar predicament? So that's really where it started. That was the light bulb moment, I guess, Michelle. Thank you for sharing that. Often it is those people close to home and out of the mouths of children that inspire the greatest progress. So Darren, you and your team have created a creative way to help individuals develop a digital legacy. So how does this digital sharing platform capture life's moment? Okay, so the actual app itself is an app. We've specifically created that because most people these days have their mobile phone with them. So we thought that that was you know, mobile first is paramount. And what it does is it allows you to create a moment based on multiple content types. So as an example, you can upload an image, you can take a photo in app, you can upload or you can write or dictate letters 
in apps. So you can speak to it and it will write out your letter. So what we found is it's being utilized in various guises, really. One is certainly for storytelling, journaling, scrapbooking is another use. But obviously what we've also got are people going through their photo albums, uploading images and telling the wider narrative, the story, if you will, of what that photo is and is about and the family members. And that's where you really start to capture that rich life history and family history. Oh, wonderful. I mean, I just love the new lexicon around it, maintaining a digital memory, digital timeline, a personalized digital legacy. I mean, they're so inspiring. I was a voter for the UK Health Awards for this year. How has Aftercloud ranked? Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you for the vote. It is actually a listener's vote, so that it was great. I mean, Pete Hill, who runs the UK Health Radio Dementia category, if you will, was I found out actually recently, he's the one that sort of put us forward as, a, as nominated, as, as shortlisted. And we were unaware of it until he kind of informed me. And then it's a listener's vote. So we have actually in the dementia support category. Funny enough, I held a meeting with the team on Friday. We found out last week and just overwhelmed. Really, really, really pleased because we've not officially launched as a product yet. We're in beta, although we're being used in many, many projects and services. To receive that kind of recognition is just brilliant. And thank you. I'm so grateful and appreciative of that because there is not a lot of family history in my family and we've set up a group online. So I'm inspired to share Aftercloud with them because it would be really wonderful to have more information about our ancestral lineage and the stories as well. I'm really appreciative on another level as well because of the diversity of age and the generational identities that are online. Like we have a population in the world as of January this year, 7.83 billion. And you're talking about mobile first. So unique mobile phone users are 5.22 billion. I mean, those are massive numbers. So I really appreciate that this is also research-backed as well, because I have a major concern around digital dementia as a grandmother of four grandchildren ranging from three to 18. I get very concerned about what I believe is a real concern around digital dementia, you know, which is basically the overuse of screen time that leads to the breakdown of like cognitive abilities and deteriorated posture and developmental delays and degraded short-term memory and seclusion and lack of motivation, blah, blah, blah. But there are biological effects. So it's good to see devices being used for good, but also the fact that you're in this dementia and the health side and the social side it is a perfect fulcrum point to be able to measure what's happening in terms of brain chemical imbalances and DNA damage, immune system, and things like that. So I'm really excited to hear a little bit about your research-backed projects because you are certainly in the health space and a typical internet user, according to the statistics I'm looking at, are spending 40% of their waking life on these devices. So what can you tell us about where your projects are going? I find it incredible, actually. Certainly, during this period that we found ourselves in the level of homeschooling for kids, you know, I think in that sense, it's a real positive move because it's allowed them to still maintain their social networks, you know. And I think without that, it might have been uh, a little bit more challenging and difficult, let's say. But look, we've got Dr. Maggie Ellis of St. Andrews University in Scotland. 
she's actively involved in two of the projects we're working on with Alzheimer's Scotland and the Dementia Arts Trust. Susie Beresford has been uh, project managing for us up there in terms of an active project in relation to artwork, actually. So people living with dementia and their artwork and then sharing that within a closed group, i.e. with their family members, so that other family members are privy to what they've created What we've also found and what we're also finding through that research is that it enhances further reminiscence and those types of memories are joyful. And if we can do that, what we're also then finding is that it's enhancing mental health and well-being in both respects, not only with the person with dementia, but also the family members, because they're involved in that journey, too. I think what we'll also do downstream, although it's very, very early to say just yet, Michelle, is by the fact that we are capturing voice. In fact, we've got a few over here in the UK, National Health Service trusts that are intimating that they'd like to see the app prescribed, actually. So social prescription, if you will, to individuals that are diagnosed with any form of life limiting illness, because what they can then start to do is capture their journey. Now, whether that's something that enables them to measure cognitive decline or whether it's something that will enable them to assist them to benefit their mental health and well-being, as I mentioned previously. So it's an either or really or both type scenario in terms of research. Well, it certainly hits the ball out of the park for elder care and for intergenerational collaborations in terms of memory and being able to track your family lineage. And I'm hopeful, and it's great to hear what National Healthcare Service Trust is looking at, that I think the other big capture point can well be these young people, teenagers through to their 30s, who are now facing dementia illnesses that could be digital driven, although nobody's willing to say this is so yet. But AfterCloud is still providing a service on what I think is going to be an up and coming pandemic that's being driven on that side. So what are you most excited about? What's making you smile this year? Well, apart from the award that we've just won, which is phenomenal, it's fantastic. The level of support we've been receiving as well, actually, three things I'll tell you now. One is we are provisioning AfterCloud free for children's services because it's paramount that any child with any form of life-limiting illness has the ability to share and capture their moments. And what we're finding from some of the children's hospices we're working with is that the families really benefit from that. They get to see things that they wouldn't otherwise be able to see whilst the child is being cared for. I'm passionate about that. I really, really am. The second thing is we are on our second tranche now of development where we are developing what we call a timeline. And that digital timeline, let's take us as an example. We both know our date of birth. We both know when we were born. We don't know what date our transition is as yet. We don't know when we're going to die, but it will be at some point. None of us are here forever. So that digital timeline gives a real rich history of someone's life story. And what we're allowing people to do is create those moments, obviously, within the app. Within the timeline feature, what we're also allowing people to do is to share content they have of other people to the timeline with appropriate permissions in place. So you will have friends, relatives, colleagues that have digital content of you that you might be unaware of, and they will be able to add those content types to your timeline, again, with appropriate permission. What we found out actually two weeks ago during a business challenge week for Oxford Brooks University is this can be for any type of event. So social events, happy events, birthdays, christenings, weddings, 
and it will allow people to share those content moments as a pivotal moment on the digital timeline. So that's really, really exciting. Further downstream, we're doing all sorts in terms of what is capable within a mobile app and digital content, but I'll share that with you another time. Wow. I mean, this is like sky high and worldwide. It's just fabulous. That is just amazing. So if you had it all your way, how would you like to see the next decade roll out? I think I'd like to see humanity be a lot more caring. I think this period we've had, I mentioned it before COVID, I think it's allowed us all to be aware of our own mortality. I've said it before, actually, it's been painted in a multitude of colours right in front of us. And we are now implicitly more aware. I'd like people to be a little bit more human, a bit more real and, you know, just be thankful and kind. I think kindness is everything. I think if we could all be a little bit kinder, that would be great. In terms of digital progression, I'm just really, really thankful for where we are and hope it continues in that regard, really. You may well be the Steve Jobs of the digital tech space. So um, I am very grateful for your contribution and service and your kindness and investment in the legacy of all of us. So thank you, Darren. Any last words as we wrap up? I'm just really, really thankful and grateful for your time, Michelle. Really much appreciated and wish you every success with your future as well. Dr. Michelle St. Jean is a conscious steward of meaningful leadership in the world and the wider cosmos. Tune in every Thursday for real talk around life, leadership, and your conscious journey. Be ready to create and cultivate your dreams and soul-hearted desires. Your support is valued. Please subscribe. Leave a review and a rating. But more importantly, share with your connections.